0: Well, here we are. It's the news. According to me. Whoa! It is Friday morning. It's already 10 10 o'clock. 10.16 a.m. September 22nd, 2023. And I am not very confident about this uh, recording system I am using here at the moment. I am actually going to uh, add another system here. <clears throat> because I'm, I need a backup. I, this sometimes this thing it, it just has that look to it that it's just it's just not going to do it. And I'm it's been working fine so far, but uh, we'll we'll just find out. I have the feeling it's going to quit on me here any second. So, well, you'll hear me yelling and screaming. I, this this is uh, this is the news according to me, not according to you. It's according to me and my opinions. Where it's it's a podcast where I tell you that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a epidemiologist or a virologist. I'm not a a life coach. I am not a uh, financial counselor. I am a guy who drinks chai, chai though. I'm not shy, but I do drink ch- chai. I have a, see how my voice just kind of opened up after I drank. I took a sip, one sip of chai, and my voice just kind of got better. I have a uh, speaking of voice stuff. I had to do a voiceover thing this morning. I think that's why my computer's kind of acting up a little bit because it has a tendency to get A little behind, so I, I've got this. Uh, but guess what? I'm drinking this morning. I'm drinking vanilla chai with guess what? Almond Joy creamer. Yes, I am at. I'm at the International Studios this morning doing my recording. I will be uh, off to Dallas once again today. However, I will end up in Lubbock, Texas tonight, and uh, that's where I will be. There won't be a show, of course, over the weekend. But this will be the last show of the week, uh, right now. Now, there's there's some interesting stuff going on with the Trump uh, indictments. Uh, my understanding is that Fanny, Big Fanny, uh, down in she has the big, she's the biggest Fanny in tech, in uh, Georgia. Apparently, uh, there's an issue going on there uh, with the actual uh, trial thing happening. And apparently, what it is is there. There may be a separation. They may actually be able to get this. They, they had put in an injunction to get a separation from uh, from state court because they were operating as federal agents, operating within their their range of federal. And I, and I know that Mark Meadows had put in this this whole thing as well. And he apparently, I thought I thought, I thought that it got uh, nixed. I thought it. I thought it got over, uh, turned down. But I think there was an appeal. Apparently, what what might happen now is they may lose the case altogether uh, against Trump and Mark Meadows and some of the other federal uh, people. Now, the people, the state the people who were state employees, state uh, officials, are, I think are still under indictment. There was, there was a total of nineteen, I believe. I think they were trying to get twenty three. Ended up with nineteen. So the. Um, I also have a, I forgot to mention I have a backup cup this morning. I can't go. I just can't go on without telling you that. I have a backup cup. And the backup cup has uh, sweet tea in it, my homemade sweet, sweet tea, which is, you know, it's the best there is on the planet. So we got that, we got that. Now I have a, uh, yeah, so, so this is the stuff that's going on right now. Now I wanna talk a little bit about the Russell brand thing. Um, it is very, very obvious now that this thing they, that he was becoming he was growing I think his, his YouTube following let me see if I can find it here um, real quick I think his YouTube channel I don't know, I'm not sure if he's even doing anything on YouTube anymore um, yeah Russell Brand there he is um, he's a comedian and he was uh, what 2.2 2 million views uh, he's got million subscribers. Now, I think that this has just been in the last... I think he had like a million a year ago. This has just been going crazy. Now, uh, his last thing that he posted on YouTube, I think, was about six days ago. However, there have been a lot of other people posting about him. Now, he has completely been demonetized by YouTube. Now, 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 think about this for a moment. The reason he has been demonetized is because of something, some allegations, not not a court case, not anything that he's been accused of that he has has been proven. Just these people have come out and accused him of something that happened over 10 years ago, my understanding. So it's beyond the statute of limitations, even if it was to go to court, it it wouldn't hold up in court. These allegations, true or not, have nothing to do with his YouTube channel. Nothing he has done on his YouTube channel has garnered any kind of repercussion or any kind of uh, consequences or breaking any rules of YouTube. They have decided to to cancel, to demonetize him. His, his, His videos get millions of views. I don't know what the what the rate is. We're talking thousands of dollars. in advertising. Now, here, Here's the other thing YouTube does, which is just, I, I find it, which is why I will not, uh, I, I used to have a, YouTube, a couple of YouTube channels, and I think I was getting sh- shadow banned before anybody knew what shadow banning was. Because I was growing, I, my my YouTube channel was starting to grow. And all of a sudden, and before it got to even a thousand subscribers, I, it was just all of a sudden it started going down, and it, was, it went down to zero at one point. No subscribers. Nobody, no views, no, no, and none at all, really. Interestingly enough, my podcast is steadily growing on, on a regular, on a almost, almost to to a person, it's almost like a calculated amount. Now, I post to two different platforms. The one platform I believe is actually growing uh, exponentially. The other platform is just growing at a very, very steady rate, but they're both growing which is very weird uh, to, to think that YouTube, I had no, no views. Some I have videos with no views, zero. And I had subscribers. No, I, I haven't posted anything. I don't think on a YouTube channel for over a year. I, I literally gave up on it. It wasn't, wasn't even worth it. I was doing live broadcasts and doing everything. No, nobody would show up. I do live broadcasts on Podbean and it just, just randomly I get these weird people walking in and out of the room all the time. Just not, not, not weird people, just people just exploring, just people that, you know, it's just, it's, they're not subscribers. They're not followers. They're just in and out. Just, they just oh, what's, what's this about? Okay. Listen to it for 30 seconds and, they're, they're, and then they're gone. they are be rambling about something about, you know, my nose hairs and they, they, they just leave because they happen to catch me at that moment when I'm talking about my nose hair. The, uh now, why that wouldn't keep people here, I don't. I don't know. That, that just blows my mind that people wouldn't want to hear about my nose here. So, so that's what's happening now with Russell Brand. He's he's he's, he's being demonetized, deplatformed, basically. He's not being allowed to leave, he's not being allowed. He's not being kicked off of, of YouTube, but his videos have all been demonetized. So, people who watch his videos now, keep in mind, this is a guy who. Mostly in the last, I would say the last five years, last, last 10 years, 10 years ago, he was, he was this shining child on the left that the liberals just loved because he pushed back against the, the status quo and he was a, they just saw him as one of theirs. But he's also a, a voice of reason. He's, he's, I, I, I equate him kind of along the, the whole Joe Rogan thing. Joe Rogan is a very um, inquisitive, curious individual who just wants the facts. He listens, and I think the experiences he's been having with people on these this radical left crap that's going on the left, the woke stuff that's happening, the polit- political stuff that's happened with COVID, which, COVID was a big wake-up call to a lot of people, and it really kind of made this interesting dividing line. Now, what's interesting, too, as well, is, is that this whole thing has... I have to close my door here. It's actually noisier here than it is in my house. I have a uh, so I had the this dividing line that's, that's going on, and it's people who are really seriously interested in seeking the truth. And th- I, I think Dr. John Campbell is one of these people. Dr. John Campbell ha- has he's of course during COVID he was all he was doing was bringing facts. He was this is what's happening with COVID. This is this he was just bringing statistics, just studying the data. And then he was realizing that some countries were very bad about reporting data, and he, he would not not just look at the data; he would look at where the data came from and what kind of data it was. He would look at the quality of the data, and he was coming to, the, to you know rapid conclusions here that hey, this is uh, something's wrong with this, or I'm not sure why this particular country or these particular, this particular place is giving us only partial data or this kind of data or that kind of data. And it was, it was very interesting how the you know people who were up to their eyeballs in this stuff and, and looking at it seriously. And all of a sudden they started becoming very, very popular. I think Dr. John Campbell, uh, let's just put him in here real quick. uh see how many followers he has. Um, John Campbell, oh, he comes, pops right up at the top there. Now, they, I think Dr. Campbell has actually been on, uh, I think he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. I believe he's been on uh, Russell Brand. I believe they've, they've had him on as well. Um, he has 2.8 million subscribers. And most of his videos, uh, he has 2,000 videos, 2,500 uh, videos out there. Most of them get, uh, let's see what his last video has uh, an hour ago and has twenty one thousand videos or twenty one thousand views already. So usually he has a, has a qu- typically a quarter million, sometimes a half million. Like three days ago, this video he put out about act, uh, activated vitamin D, which is very interesting, uh, very very conclusive, and uh, has another one uh, serious adverse events. He's got one that's seven hundred thousand views. Some of them are usually if they've been out there more than seven days, he's got you know he gets he's got upwards of seven hundred thousand views. Hundred thousand views for twelve days ago. So it's it's it, people watch watch his stuff. Uh, one million views. CDC increased infection risk in vaccinated. One million views. Uh, Parola panic. Uh, yeah, a lot of some of these have upwards of a million views. So yeah, so he's got these uh incredibly uh, in depth, sometimes interviews with people who've had issues. Uh, John and Russell Brand interview. The, there's this one. This is of course he's got 300, 340,000 views on that one. Russell probably had, you know, several million on his, um, which just elevates, you know, John Campbell again to a higher status with with a lot of things, um, in terms of his his exposure and his visibility. But this guy has he's he's another one who had was just following the facts and all of a sudden starts to realize we're being duped. The excess he followed the excess depth uh, deaths situation. Now, let me spell this out real clearly, as clearly as I can, being you know with my ineptitude here. I have I, what happens: the pandemic killed off people who are were already had comorbidities, the 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 weakened individuals. So, in a population, let's let's say you have a hundred million people, and let's say ten million of those people have. Uh, Compromised immune systems, in one, one shape or another, they have diabetes, whatever they have, they have they have some kind of a comorbidity issue, heart issues, whatever it is. And let's say that that uh, COVID knocks out fifty percent of those people. Uh, this this is ridiculous numbers here, but I'm just giving you an idea. So so there's five million people left with with comorbidities and in, in compromised immune systems that are at high risk. Now the normal rate, the death rate normally uh, among the population would be, you know, say say it was uh, one million a year, and all of a sudden, you, so so it, it increases during COVID because you have all these comorbidities. So you lose five million in that, in that time period. After the pandemic is over, for the, for the following few years, at least, you know, five to ten years, you would expect the death rates the annual death rate, to go down because you had this increase in death toll during the time of a pandemic, which just, it, it kind of uh, escalated the, the number of deaths in those years because of the pandemic, because of that virus, that, you know viral issue. So theoretically, the people who are left should have better immune systems. The, the weakened ones who were you know scheduled to die at a more constant rate have have the rate increased death rate increased for that period of time you would expect the death rate then to go down during the after the escalation this has not happened death rates of other things are what we call excess death ra- death rates and what they expected the death rate to go back to normal is still higher than normal this is extremely disconcerting and he was uh appalled that no one was talking about it that the the individuals in the government uh we're not we're not discussing this stuff health organizations in the uk in the western world were not discussing it nobody was discussing it anywhere the few doctors that were, were coming out with it they were being told well it's because uh, because of this is just the after effects of COVID. covid people are still have long covid and 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 all the other issues well this is initially they told us it was because well people weren't weren't going in to get treatment cuz during covid you couldn't go in to get normal treatment on, on like if you had a heart problem you wouldn't go in so then after after covid you know finally let up then those people were worse they were more more compromised afterwards so that's why there's more deaths now because no it's been it's been a couple of years now and uh, uh, this should have worked its way out; it has not. Excess deaths are still up all over the world, and they're blaming. Well, it's just because people got COVID and then they had other problems, and it increased the the, the rate of, of death among people with other problems because it increased their or decreased their uh, their immune systems. These people aren't dying of COVID. These are people who are not dying. This is numbers. They're do not include dying of COVID. Now you could say dying with COVID. Whatever that that has gone away. Now the other the other factor is they're not talking. All they're talking about is oh, COVID's coming back, so we got to start masking up again. COVID's here. Get your get your shots. Are we even talking about the the death rate now, the hospitalization and death rate? It, it is. It's about the same as the common cold right now. Cold and flu season was something that always came around every year and nobody mashed up for it. Well, very few. There was the, there was always the, those people out there. There's always been those people out there. But that wasn't happening. And now all of a sudden, just because it's called COVID, there's this mass hysteria over it. Oh, better start putting the masks on. I have to sit next to these people who aren't wearing masks. Um, Well, then we just wear two. If there, how many, so if there, if that person's wearing a mask and you're wearing, I think I've talked about this before. If the person you're in the room with is wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, how many masks are in this equation? Two, right? So if that other person's not wearing a mask and you wear two masks, well, that doesn't that protect you with the same amount of protection? Aren't you now just as protected? That secondary mask. And if there's four people in the room, just, you should wear four masks. And if there's five, you should wear five. Or, or if there's a hundred people in the room that aren't wearing masks, you should wear a hundred masks. That would be good. I think that would be a good start. There you go. Try that. See how that works for you. You'll be healthy. You'll live a long time. 100 masks on. Just saying. So we have um. this this is the craziness that's going on right now. We're, com- we're coming into election season, so this all has to happen now. This Speaking of elections, I'm going to get into that in a little bit here, but uh, so, so this this whole mass thing has happened. Well, now Russell Brand was one who was, you know, Jimmy Dore was it was one who was he was actually vaccine injured. Started asking questions. I'm surprised he hasn't been demonetized. I'm surprised he's still on on YouTube. Gotta kind of make you wonder. But he's he still has a show, and he and of course he always makes this disclaimer. He's very good very good at being sarcastic. And he said, "Oh, but we want to make sure that you understand that the vaccine is safe and effective, and it'll keep you protect you from this." And then he makes all these statements all the time. However, on on most of his videos down below, whenever he mentions it, it'll it'll the video below says context. You know the the, the COVID vaccine is safe and effective. Blah blah. they blah. always say, say uh, it's YouTube automatically puts that stuff on there. I think on most of uh, John Campbell's videos, especially if there's any kind of thing in the title about the election or anything else, <clears throat> uh, it's always you know they always put this disclaimer in there. that YouTube put, puts on their on their page right away. That's just scary stuff, folks. Now, think about this. These these are the people who support the left's agenda. They support Democrats. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, Google, which is part of YouTube alphabet. Twitter, uh, not so much anymore. But what was? The people who were running these things were, were definite leftists. And they want to be in charge. Now, you can argue all day long that this is, well, this is, this is private businesses, private businesses, and they can do whatever they want. Well, not really. This is not, this is much like, now Mike, Michael Knowles made a comment the other day about the Second Amendment, and I, and I have to, I, I disagree with him on some of this stuff. He, he, he was saying that the Second Amendment isn't, isn't absolute, and yes, it can be temporarily, you know, there's, this happens all the time in history where they temporarily uh, suspend constitutional rights. The Second Amendment is the only constitutional right that has the phrase, shall not be infringed. Doesn't say, shouldn't be infringed. It says, shall not be. This is is a very strong legal term. And the understanding of this is, under no circumstances shall it be infringed upon. Under no circumstances. There was this big argument. There's big, big uh, hoopla about all this this whole, whole issue because of the governor of New Mexico banning open carry, uh, concealed carry, any kind of carry outside of the home of, of a firearm. I think for for 30 days or 60. I think it was 60 days. And of course, the the local law enforcement was pretty much um, pushing back on all that and said, "We're not going to enforce that." And she all she said was, "Well, I'm not going to have some." Sheriff, you know, read me to the, the Constitution, you know, school me on the Constitution. Well, uh, that, that sheriff is an elected individual, and he also has sworn an oath to the Constitution. It, he is the one who enforces the Constitution. By color of law, he has the right to Use force to enforce the law. He's a law enforcement agent. A politician is not an enforcement agent. A politician can't walk up to your house and say, "I have a warrant to come in your search your house." They can't. They can't do that. It's a law enforcement's job, and law enforcement is our is the protector, really, of the people. They should be standing in the way. This is part of what the Oath Keepers was all about. They were trying to get the movement to go the other direction because law enforcement was more and more becoming more of a lackey of the of the uh, the bureaucrats. Still is. And probably this, this is where the the real battle is going on right now. Is who's going to control the who's going to control the bureaucrats? Are they going to be for the people or are they going to be for the state? It, when they can control the state, then they can get their way, and it's and that's what that's what typically will happen here. We have an issue where you know, the the situation basically is that they they hold information on somebody who happens to be in office and then they can use that to use that power to manipulate people. There's recently a, uh, interesting, I think it was Putin, I think was the one being interviewed actually. He says, yeah, this is how it works He goes, the people get elected like Barack Obama, you know, they, they get elected, they, they have all make all kinds of promises on the campaign trail. And then after they get into office, these people in the, in the black suits and black ties come in and they they say, this is how it actually works. This is what you're going to actually do. You're not going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to make sure that this is kept this way. This is the way we have to do things. And then that person, you know, bows the knee and does it. Well, Trump wasn't doing that. Uh, This happened with James Comey walking into his office and trying to give him the shakedown. And then he fired him. And they realized this guy is not going to play. He's not going to play the game. So we have to continue to go after this guy. And they made up all kinds of stories. That's the People behind the scenes knew these stories were false. They knew it. McCabe, all these people knew this stuff was false. They lied on FISA warrants. That's you don't intentionally do that. If you if you have the if you have integrity and you're trying to go after somebody for for integrity integrity reasons, you become the thug. You become the fascist. Trump made a really interesting statement the other day. He said we, we, he's not going to allow, he's going to reverse all this immigration policy stuff that, that Biden has done. He's also going to not allow any Marxists or communists into the country. If they are avowed communists and Marxists, he said, we have enough of them in Congress already. That's what he said in his speech. <laughs> he's he's getting he's getting very bold about that stuff. But you need to be. You're going to you're gonna have to be. Now, he's, he's made some other comments about some things about abortion and that kind of stuff I'm I'm not sure there's going to have to be some compromises uh, obviously to get this issue resolved and and done without too much of a pushback I guess what are we going to call it and we'll we'll, you know we'll continue to take the fight uh, win one battle at a time I guess you might want to say Um, Take take some steps. This is the way the progressives do it. They they, they take little steps at a time, almost almost imperceptible, instead of big, huge, sweeping things. Roe v. Wade, the, 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 you know, the the turning back of Roe v. Wade was a was a big swooping step, not as big as the left made it out to be. They 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 went off. The, of course, their heads exploded, because now all of a sudden we can't kill babies in the womb. That's just you know, oh no. It's a woman's right to choose. What she does with her own body. Of course, the argument always is, "Well, you you made that choice when the baby was conceived. You chose what to do with your body, knowing full well what the consequences could be. And now you want to get out of that consequence. Because of that, anyway." The, the um, I have to move on from this, or I just I get too emotional about it. The uh, so the, the 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 tough part of this stuff uh, is that what we see from these people is that they are the fascists. Fascism is that they want to control the narrative. They want to control your speech. They want to say say what is legal speech and what's not legal speech. Now, this whole thing about the Second Amendment is, is a good example of that. However, free speech is free speech. Now, I'm going to get back to this whole thing with Google and all these people who are censoring people. Russell Brand did not break any of the rules for YouTube. He didn't uh, violate any of the terms of service. They are simply punishing him because of what he's been talking about on his. They're finding a convenient reason. Oh, this man needs to be canceled. He's he's a because he, no, th- there's no redemption with these people. There's none. You can come out and apologize. Russell Brand could have came out and apologized for what he did ten years ago. Whatever, blah blah blah. Could confess to the whole thing. That would have simply just put him further down. The, they said, the That's good. Thanks for thanks for apologizing. See you later. You're down the rabbit hole. The memory hole, whatever you call it. Because there's no redemption with these people. They have a moral code and a moral standard of, of which there is no forgiveness. Unless you are on the left. And then they have like rose-colored glasses. They don't see anything that you don't, you've done wrong. It is an amazing uh, uh, hypocrisy that we're seeing and it's this it's this phony righteousness that they have. It's not it's not true righteousness. It's a, it's a doing right, what's right in their own eyes. And some of these people are they flip out their they'll they'll go on Twitter and scream and yell and I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe. Oh no. Why? Why do you, why do you do that? Why do you post something like that? It's it's very strange, very strange reaction to what's happening in the world. So, back to the some of the election stuff that's coming up here this right now with with Joe Biden. Uh, there's some internal squabbling right now. It's huge. Uh, issue with between uh, Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy and the the squabbling right now the biggest part of the the issue I think is is that Kevin McCarthy's not stepping up not moving fast enough with the impeachment stuff now I think it's very clear to me that there's some issues with the impeachment issue um if we if we impeach Joe Biden right now, if we put put this into a trial, an impeachment trial, and we and we and they send it to the Senate, they know there's no way of getting it through. Now, I, I think that at some point, what they're trying, well, I think what Kevin McCarthy is trying to do here is, he's playing this game. This, this is I'm just trying to get into the head of Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy has enough of a he's enough of a swamp creature. He's enough of a rhino. Uh, he just has a little bit of that DNA in him. He, he's he's trying to play this game, and and I think maybe the the feds have something on Kevin McCarthy. I don't know what they know about him. I think there's somebody's controlling guy. I believe that what is, what is happening here is he's he's trying to put this pressure on Joe Biden to wear him down, to finally face him with enough evidence to say. You need to resign. Look, you're getting old. You're getting... He's starting to babble. Oh, the, the speeches he's making lately are just even gotten worse. He can't even read a teleprompter now. I mean, he's he's saying things that... It's like open-ended sentences and c- connecting two... It's like he's reading from two different scripts. Skipping whole paragraphs or half paragraphs. It's just... It's bizarre. Not finishing his words, just like he'll come up... You know, it's, 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 it's not, good. it's good. It's going to Instagram. That's, it's, it's, it's a, very, very weird stuff. On next Monday, see Monday through Wednesday of next week, there will be a show every morning. And I think uh, probably Thursday as well. looks like at this point, there will also be a show. Uh, Friday is going to be up in the air next week. However, Wednesday, it would be, there'll be a live show on Wednesday morning next week. And I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I'm going to probably cut this this show a little bit short. I got some things to attend to. the uh, The interesting thing about um, what's happening here is I think I think that McCarthy wants to play this out to the point where Joe will resign. He, I think he knows Joe is going to resign anyway. Here's how I think Kevin's trying to play this. He thinks that rather than impeach Joe if they can just put enough pressure on joe to leave or to to resign to step down for whatever reason whether it's for health reasons or whatever it is and then the the democrats get the their little feather in the hat of saying we had the first female president well the nation didn't elect a female president but this is going to be their this is going to be the, their problem is that she was installed the problem is they don't like her and they know that she's very unpopular at this point they don't. I think that the the DNC does not like her. Um, the Democrat Party does not like her. People in Congress do not like her. They're trying to come up with all kinds of. They're wiggling around all kinds of questions about whether or not she should be the you know the the next one in line, or whether Joe should even run with her as the as the VP, uh, or whether or not Joe should even run. There, 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 there's a lot of people on the left now even just telling Joe to step. They realize Joe is not going to be able to beat Donald Trump. And they are extremely concerned about this. At this point in the polls, Trump is ahead of Biden. They're, they're very concerned about this. Because they, they the more time goes on, the more they realize Trump is probably going to be the nominee. Now, there are people on the right, and there are, people, there are some other people who are saying, oh, no, Joe's, Donald Trump's going to be in jail. He's going to be disqualified from running, running as president. The precedent now that it's coming out in, in most of the trial cases concerning getting him off the ballot. They're finding out that the, the state attorney generals don't have the power to take him off the ballot. It's, it's beyond their... That's, that's not something that... Not that they're gonna, not going to do it because there's some blue states with some blue attorney generals, Michigan being one of those. Uh, Donald Trump now has, during the next GOP debate, brilliantly moved. This is... I. I he has pulled some really good... He's got some really good campaign uh, machinery going on here. He, he's going to be... Giving a speech to the UAW workers, the striking workers up in up in up in Detroit, Detroit area during the GOP debate. This is huge because not even Joe Biden has come out with any kind of support for these striking workers, and the big issue is electric is EVs. They're concerned about what's going to do to to the regular auto market. And China is going to take over a huge sector as well as Tesla. Tesla will also as well. They're, they're way ahead and they're non-union. But China is going to take over a huge sector of our auto industry. I mean, they already manufacture a lot of the parts that go into our cars that are assembled here. So it's just a matter of time. Uh, if, the, if we continue to go down the same track we're going down right now. So now uh, a whole lot of things. Interesting things happening. And I think at this point, we are, um, we are struggling to try to find our, our way here as, as people on the left are very, very rapidly, I'm seeing more and more, folks, I'm seeing more and more minority channels coming out, growing. I mean, they're just, they're, it's not just that they're out there. They are growing in popularity who are supporters of Trump. And realizing, hey, this guy, he's not a racist. He's not everything that we've been told that he was. This is, there's a whole lot of ridiculous stuff going on with, with all the false accusations and everything else that's happening with this guy. And things were, we were better off under Trump than we are under this current administration. And we're being lied to. And now they want to bring back COVID and all the shots and everything else and everything. There are people who are just saying, no, eh, no, 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 we're not going to do it again. Now, I, I want to know who the 39% or 34% or whatever, whatever it is. There people who think that Joe Biden is doing a good job. I just I, just, I don't understand. I, there, again, there's this mass delusion of people who just, we have to support Joe because he's not Trump. Because the only alternative is, you know, we gotta, we'd got have to go with Trump. Now, if Gavin Newsom steps in, which I believe he's the next one in line, we'll see how it goes. I don't know, who's, who, you know who his VP pick, pick would be. Now, there's that's other issues. One other issue I'm going to talk about real quick here, and we'll, and we'll try to get a closing on this thing. Fetterman. Is it John Fetterman, Ron Fetterman, whatever his, whatever his name is. Let's see if we can look it up here real quick. Fetterman. Uh, yeah, here we go. Fetterman uh, Fetterman John Fetterman John Fetterman there there is video of this guy uh, if you look at what he used to look like and what he looks like now uh, we are looking at a very very different person now he's, he's changed his facial hair this is this is very strange now they, they, they've now given up this idea <laughs> This, the dress code has been changed, basically, for John Fetterman. Why can't the guy just wear a suit? Why can't he wear a suit? He has to wear sloppy clothes. So now we have to change the, we have to change the dress code just for this one guy. The, um, if you look at John Fetterman's face prior to when, when he had his goatee, Basically, had a goatee before. Uh, he now he now has, or not a goatee. But, uh, what do he call it? Just when you just have the little, the little, uh, chin hair, whatever it is. Just just you know, a little beard on the chin. That's all he had. Now, Robert De Niro gets booed off stage on America's Got Talent. Interesting. Uh, that was six years ago. Yeah. So he, so he just had this this because he, he didn't didn't have a mustache at all. And now he just has a mustache. He has a mustache and no, uh, no other facial hair. Still has his eyebrows? Now, his his facial his mustache is almost completely black. His chin beard thing was mostly white; had very little black hair on it at all. You would think his mustache would have a little bit of of gray in it. In fact, there's a little bit of a time when he had a, a, a black mustache and a little bit of a beard. Um he and his his eyes and his face are different. And he talks different. He actually talks quickly. His eyebrows and his his, his the way his eyes are sunken in are, are different. It's, there's something weird going on here. His earlobes are different. People say, oh, well, when you, when you, when you recover from a, a stroke, this happens or that happens or whatever. They're trying to make up all this stuff. Now, when I hear his voice, this and this is, again, this is just somebody coming from... Uh, somebody who, who listens to vo- voices all day long and, and has a I have an extreme sensitivity to vocal stuff. I'm not hearing the same person. I'm hearing someone who's impersonating a person. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, his acuity, his ability to articulate certain words is different. I don't think it's the same guy. I think he has a double who fills in for him on not, not all the time, but, but most of the time. He has not recovered from his stroke. I, it's, it, there are certain things that happen with a person with a stroke, and they can go through all kinds of, of therapy and all kinds of things. then they can do a lot of recovery. But the difference here is is stark. And what I'm seeing is someone who's doing an impersonation. It, that's what I'm seeing. I, it just somewhere along the line they found somebody who looks like the guy, and it's they had to change his facial hair so that he could become—I uh, don't know—so th- they, they could make his face look different enough that nobody would notice that there's actually it's actually a different person. Very strange. So it's, I don't know, there's something weird going on there. Now, having said all that, I do need to uh, to, to mosey on here. It is Friday. I need to get going. I need to get to, need to, get to Dallas by tonight. Actually, I need to get to Lubbock, Texas by tonight. to so get there. need to get to Dallas first. First I need to get to Chicago. Just, just go. I'm going to be on a 737 from South Bend to Chicago today. That's what I'm going to be doing. That's my plan. So a 737, 15-minute flight. I think it has something to do with uh, Notre Dame. I think they've got a big game uh, because it's coming from Newark, full of people, and they're. Uh, it's going to be almost empty going to South to going to Chicago. So I'm, I'm hoping to get on that flight. If I don't get on that flight, I'm going to be just direct to Dallas, probably from South Bend. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. In the meantime, folks, uh, the weekend is coming upon us. Shabbat shalom. It is uh, going to be a busy weekend for me, but. hope all all of you have some time to rest and take a, a Shabbat Sabbath God bless everybody have a good day